This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. In 2008, a podcast was created with one goal. To bring Bat fans around the world news related to movies, comics, video games, television, merchandise, and so much more. And now, the Batman Universe Podcast has returned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the TVU Podcast. I'm Dustin, and joining me today is BJ and Otto, and today... We have a special topic, but before we get started, uh, we have to address a couple of mistakes that uh, I've had in the last couple episodes. Uh, well, specifically the last episode. It turns out, uh, if you listen to our previous episode, we talked about fast food and Batman films, and in the midst of talking about a lot of those, uh, I when we got to Batman and Robin, I said that we couldn't find anything except for when it came to... Um, like Kellogg's promotion for Pop-Tarts and cereal and things like that. It was brought to my attention on a, through a comment on YouTube uh, from Jalen, who said, uh, quick correction, Batman Robin did have a fast food tie-in with Taco Bell. They had collector's cups and a peel-off game where you had to unmask Bruce Wayne for a grand prize. Completely unaware of this. Um, I did remember there was a comment on Instagram uh, that was sent over to us, specifically talking about how they still had a... Uh, light up bat signal uh, toy from Taco Bell from the 90s and they attributed to Batman and Robin but I knew that wasn't from Batman and Robin it was actually from the new Batman and Robin adventures uh, the animated series at the time um, but I have to point out uh, when I did the research I did not come across the Taco Bell Batman and Robin which is weird because I came across so many odd things and I did not see any mention of the Taco Bell one but as soon as I looked it up and said Batman, Robin, Taco Bell, it immediately popped up. There was cups for not only Batman, Robin, and Batgirl, but also Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze. And conveniently, there was a little pull piece that you pulled off the cups, and there was a big face of uh, G- George Clooney underneath or on top of the piece that you're pulling off. So it's kind of cool. Um was unaware of that, so I went on to just correct that mistake that I had in the last episode. That's on me because I did the research for it and I uh, did not find that specific one. That said, um, it was also because of the animated series one. I, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this while I was li- listening back to the episode um, at the beginning. I don't think I correctly uh, made a mention that we were specifically focusing on the Batman films and fast food and food promotions. Uh, I think I just said fast food and, and food promotions. 
which we were specifically just focusing on the films, which obviously the title and description focused on for the last episode. But we will have we have every intention of going back in the future when we don't have a Batman movie coming out in a couple of weeks. We have every intention of going back and looking at some of the other promotions that have included Batman over the years when it comes to fast food and other food tie-ins and things like that in the future. So I know... That episode kind of gotten got kind of got more uh, feedback than some of our other episodes more recently, so I wanted to address that stuff right away before we get into it. Now today we're talking about something that's a little bit more timely. Um, as you're listening to this episode, this episode is releasing within a week of Valentine's Day here in the United States. Personally, I don't think Valentine's Day is a worthwhile holiday, even though I am happily married for 15 plus years. Uh, This is not something I'm trying to state. Don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Everybody has a different opinion. My wife is the same boat as me, and Valentine's Day is remotely nothing special um, in our house. So I'm not saying that, but I know that there's plenty of people out there that celebrate Valentine's Day. And February is a time of the year where a lot of people start, I guess, getting serious or thinking about relationships and things like that. So we thought to ourselves, what a better way to talk about relationships when it comes to Batman than focusing on some of the good, the bad, and let's be honest, some of the ugly uh, relationships that we've seen with when it comes to the Batman universe. So I am going to hand the reins over to Otto, who's going to kind of lead our conversation today, because we've got a bunch of different topics talking about relationships, and while we're not specifically going to talk about every single relationship that has ever occurred, like I said, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we'll leave a lot of the history of uh, relationships and that for maybe another episode down the line. So I will take it away. Yeah, so before I before I dive into it, I just want to say, Dustin, I think I speak for myself and a lot of the listeners when I say you're very lucky that uh, it's not a big deal in your house. Yeah, right? yeah I am. <laughs> I would I would give a great deal for that to be the case in any of my relationships. Uh, but that being said, I think while we may not be passionate about the holiday, I think we are very passionate about Batman, and part of that is the uh, or the Batman universe, and part of that is um, you know the relationships that these characters have. And uh, when I suggested this topic, it wasn't just primarily because of you know the, the holiday that's coming up. Uh, but I was also thinking about something we discussed a couple of episodes before about uh, DC editorial when it comes to, to comic books. And part of that, I think, is connected to a larger discussion that we've had on the Discord server many times with, with different people about how um, a lot of these characters, specifically within Gotham City and the Bat family, never seem to get a happy sort of uh, relationship. They're, they're never they're never able to sustain one for a long period of time, and many people have speculated that you know that's m- maybe because um, you know they don't think that there's any new stories to tell if uh, the hero is happy or whatever. I personally uh, disagree. I don't think that life ends. I think there's a whole uh, whole host of new s- stories in different directions you can go in with with these characters. And as, you know, comics have evolved and they've tried to inject more maturity into these stories and characters, I think it's important that they not be two-dimensional characters, uh, so to speak, that they are actually fully realized uh, human beings in that sense. And part of that is, you know, having real relationships, whether it's romantic or family. And Batman, especially as a character, you know, he's someone who lost his family. And I think he... 
over the years has done his best to sort of rebuild that. Uh, I remember watching a documentary at one point, and you know, I think one, it was some writer who was remarking that it was interesting that uh, you know Batman typically has never really had like a, a female peer in his life for a long period of time. And, you know, there's some truth to that. I mean, I think there are certain characters that have come and gone over the years, but uh, it would be interesting to see that dynamic and, and to see that. And so for me, um, reading comics uh, at this stage in my life, I'm just, I'm 28 years old now. And uh, so I'm getting to the age where like, I'm kind of thinking about things a little more seriously in that sense. And so when I was going through the, the you know, the last Batman run by, by Tom King, and Tom King's stories typically have, um, like, they really deal with relationships in a, in a serious way. And so I think for myself as a young man, going through that and thinking about that, it really appealed to me. Uh, you know, what was sort of thinking about it in a serious way and, like, what sort of um, partner, you know, do you want to have? What, what kind of things are you thinking about at that point? And so for Batman uh, to go through that whole character arc with, with Catwoman and Leaving out, let's leave out the the ending. I think we've talked about that enough. But just the the journey there over over the different issues. I think there was so much there that was really, I think, spectacular. That brought out a different side of the character, um, and that I, I think I would like to see more. If I know it's not very popular with a lot of people, and I personally don't want to see every issue have that because you know it is Batman after all. We're here for action. We're here for detective work. That's primarily what it's about. But I think, you know, that other side is also uh, an important aspect to the character. Um, so I, I do want to mention that for me, I think uh, Bruce and Selena is like the, the what, do, what do they say in the community? The OTP, one true pair. I think that's, that's the one for me, you know, that, that you know, he's, he's got to lock that down long term. But as far as like, you know, in other mediums, you know, because, you know, Batman has had relationships with Talia uh, with, you know, Vicky Vale, you name it, like Zatanna. Um, if we're going for just one that I think was kind of in, enjoyable from a fan's perspective, for me, was in the, the Justice League cartoon uh, with Wonder Woman. And I think that brought out a lot of the, the human side uh, of Bruce uh, in that cartoon. Specifically, two episodes come to mind. Uh, the one where, you know, Wonder Woman gets transfigured into a pig. And uh, Bruce, you know, Batman, who's like this typically very stoic, very serious character, uh, agrees to to sing. It was kind of it was kind of funny, but uh, he does agree to sing, and you know, he swallows his pride for that just to to see her return to normal. And there's that there's that nice little uh, ending to the episode where you know she hums the song to kind of tell him that she's aware of you know what he did. I just enjoyed their their back and forth uh, through that through that whole episode. There was another one as well with, uh, I think, um, if I'm remembering correctly, when they got uh, changed, the Justice League got changed into little kids. And uh, Diana had this, like, weird, like, crush on Bruce. And it was kind of, it was kind of uh, funny in, in that sense that to see that play out. And then they had, you know, discussions about that in their adult form, obviously, later on. So uh, that's one that I'd also mention as an honorable mention kind of thing. You know, jumping off that, those... Uh those animated justice league episodes. I remember those very clearly. And at the time I never even, I never even in my wildest dreams thought of pairing wonder woman and Batman. And when those episodes aired and I watched them, I was kind of thrown for a loop. Cause I was like, Oh, Batman, wonder woman, 
were they ever actually like together in the comics or something? Because it wasn't anything that I ever even thought about. So I was kind of confused by it. But in this, in the context of the show, I think it works um, because the show does focus on so many other characters and focuses on the larger roster of, of uh, heroes and villains that are outside of just the, the normal characters that you typically come to know just from knowing DC Comics and things like that. There's so many other characters that showed up. It, it made sense. I mean, they did not focus on a lot of other Batman characters because they already did a Batman show. So it made sense for them to have some sort of, um, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say love interest necessarily because it was, it was just minimal hints here or there, uh, of a potential pairing between the two. Um, going off of your Bruce and Selena as your one true pair, uh, my one true pair is, uh, absolutely Dick and Barbara. I am team Barbara all the way. Starfire, just stay away. Um, that, that's how, that's my mindset with that. Um, I, obviously there's, there was a place in time for Starfire, um, when it came to the Teen Titans and Nightwing being a such prominent member of that team. But when we stick strictly to the Batman universe, Barbara and Dick are kind of the pair that I always want to see together. Um, when you see the little hints that we went so long, so, so long without any sort of realization that that was a real thing. And now you get these little hints that like they're getting closer and they're getting closer and you're just waiting for them to get closer and closer because you really like, I think a lot of fans see those two together and that's how it is. And even if you're not a fan of the comics and you've seen the animated shows, you know that there's a connection from the animated series between those characters. And there's other animated series that those two have had, you know, the back and forth, even going back to like the Batman where Batgirl was introduced before Dick Grayson. There was still that like childish banter between the two of them that, you know, would eventually lead to something. So, I've always appreciated that relationship, and I honestly, if if there was one, if there was one pairing within the Batman universe that I really would want to see a future for, it would be those two. But it feels like, like you were saying, um, there is like this weird mandate not to have happy, you know, characters have a happy ending. But more even specifically, when you look at some of like the future stories that take place, like in the Batman Beyond universe or you take place in the Batman Beyond comic universe, or other futuristic stories, even in a future that is outside of normal continuity or stuff, it doesn't ever seem like they end up together. It always seems like there's something holding them back from being able to get together. And I, that always just, to me, that is more annoying than anything else. Because even in the out-of-continuity where you could basically do whatever you want, somehow there's still this, like, this thing to the side where it's like, nope, they can't do that. We're not doing that. Nope. Don't even acknowledge it. And that just is so annoying. So to see it at least right now, currently with Tom Taylor's run on Nightwing, uh, Barbara kind of playing a supporting role in that series, even though she has the series of Batgirls and she's popping up in other titles. I appreciate the fact that they're building that uh, potential relationship and, and, in some ways building it from not from not not from any you know not from the ground zero because they're acknowledging that something has existed even though at least in the last decade the comics have not really portrayed that very well there's been mentions here or there but for the most part those two have not been together for since before the new 52 i definitely agree with both you guys about like um batman and wonder woman the justice league cartoon it seems more like 
it was very subtle the way it happened where like that in that um the pig episode where uh like they're on like the stakeout but wonder woman's like trying to flirt with batman but he's all business and you can tell that like maybe off and they've gone out on like a couple dates i don't think anyone in the justice league really knows that they were ever really kind of an item or anything so it's really it was just subtle and cool the way it happened you would think that wonder woman would go for superman i know a lot of fans always kind of put that together and it happened in the new 52 but i always was champion of uh batman and wonder woman together but my um my batman universe relationship i picked was tim drake and stephanie brown and when i first started reading comics i was really picking up that rock series the truck dixon robin all the time and that was like my go-to comic i'm on a quest to collect all the issues right now but and reading that um that relationship it was different because it was it was very almost spider-man like where tim had his girlfriend in high school ariana but when he was robin he's almost kind of got like he's he's with sports stephanie brown so it was kind of like a weird um almost like a weird square and he can never figure it out and balance it and then he broke up with ariana so then he was dating uh spoiler robin but he knew everything about spoiler but she knew nothing about him and then it all then she ended up finding out that he was robin through batman and then they kind of broke up and then they were together but and now they now in comics they kind of don't even acknowledge each other like he's not in that batgirl series at all and i've been reading that robin's series and they kind of they have no connection whatsoever. So it's kind of disappointing that DC has kind of split them up and has doesn't seem like they have any intentions of ever getting them back together, which is too bad because they were right there with Dan Babs for me as like the main, uh, maybe only Robins can have girlfriends and never, never Batman really. No, it, it's, it's, it's strange. I mean, I, I think there's, there's this weird sense that uh, these characters, you know, a lot of the Bat family is, trying to they're i guess they say that they're driven by by trauma bruce especially um but that doesn't have to mean that the rest of their life is all trauma right like especially for someone like you know tim drake who who really just chose to be in this in that life um i mean trauma is is part of it that 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 balance between rage and um justice that you know, Bruce and some of the Bat family members are always trying to find is part of it. And that can still be, you know, a conflict within them that can still be part of the stories. But that doesn't mean that like their whole lives has to be miserable. And I think it's very telling, you know, Dustin, what you mentioned that even in out of continuity stories and futuristic stories um, that, you know, that's still the case that they're all like miserable and lonely. And um, I think also a lot of the times when they do try and, uh, you know, give them relationships, a lot of it is like, just played for shock value um i think uh so like for example um in the past correct me if i'm wrong with this but did the jason jason todd and talia was that a thing i think that was a thing at one point in the comics right like that's just weird well why is that why is that happening you know uh barbara in in three jokers recently the comic barbara and and uh what's his name jason todd had a had a little moment that's also weird so that also happened in uh, Batman and Rob, or yeah, Batman and Robin Eternal. There was hint where Jason was like asking Barbara, "So are you you and Dick not together anymore?" And she was like, "Yeah, kind of. No, we're not really together." And he was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And they they somehow like implied that somehow the two of them 
could go have their own thing. And I was like, oh, come on, come on. There are more people outside of the circle of sidekicks that you could go see or you can be in relationship with. Yeah, and especially because, like, you know, um, in a in a way, like they're they're brothers, right? A lot of these, a lot of them are adopted siblings. It gets even weirder when you factor that in. Um, and don't even get me started on the Flash show. That's a whole other uh, thing. But <laughs> uh, but you know, even even with the with the Batman run, you know, uh, when Tom King was doing Batman and they, he was he was currently engaged to Selena, there was a Justice League issue where uh, Jessica Cruz just randomly like kisses him in the middle of an episode or middle of an issue and i'm like wait what why is this here this is this is strange uh even in the even in the, you know the batman beyond or like the uh the animated series universe i think they tried to make barbara and bruce a thing uh, and i think most fans of, of those uh shows or continuities just kind of ignore that part because uh we, it just it's just very very strange i never liked the uh batman and barbara gordon uh in the animated series because it made Cause she's she's the daughter of Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon's like his best friend, so it really was creepy on all all sorts of levels. What makes it even worse is there's that episode where Gordon finds out Barbara dies. Gordon finds out that Bat, that Bruce Wayne's known this entire time who Barbara, you know, that Barbara Gordon is, you know, her his daughter was Batgirl and how could he have hidden that from him and all of that in a storm. And it was all, it was a whole ruse. It was like a nightmare dream sequence, but it, it makes it even weirder that somehow Gordon got so upset that he was just hiding her, the fact that he knew that his daughter was, was that, but to have Batman have a relationship with his daughter, that's a whole different step. I mean, that's, I I mean I, I speak for a lot of bad fans. Probably at least ninety nine point nine percent of them when they say please please don't ever touch the Barbara Batman relationship again. That does not need to be a thing at all ever in any mind. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. How do you all feel about uh, Talia? Because I know that there's a lot of controversy, specifically uh, surrounding Damien. I know that Damien's kind of origins have been gone back and forth a couple times in the comics i personally like to choose to believe that uh you know bruce knowing was not drugged or anything was like knowingly participated in that and does care for talia on some level even though obviously due to talia's uh code he cannot you know ever be with her or whatever and i do that, so that's in my head canon, sort of what I think. But how do you all think of that? I think of it very similar uh, in nature. I, I don't, I don't, I personally think that there was no reason he could have been, he could have obviously been drugged. But I don't look at the story and think of it in my head like you, like you're saying with the, the canon in our heads. I don't, I don't look at it like that. I look at it as he had some sort of relationship with her, whether it be just pure lust or pure you know i don't know that he was ever like in love with her necessarily i think he respected her he respected her father and there was like a level of like respect involved with it but i don't know that uh it could have been more than like a one-time thing kind of situation and obviously when it comes to uh Batman, you know, Damien being conceived or whatever, there's a whole nother level, which is obviously they were aiming for 
Bruce to be the father, and that's where the drug side in some ways could make sense. But I look at it as even if they just had a one-time, one-night stand kind of thing, Talia would have been smart enough to, like, figure out how to make that to work to her advantage. You know, like, she's she's all about business all the time. It doesn't matter when it is. It doesn't matter if it's in the middle of, you know, a, a, a tender moment or whether it's in the middle of, uh, you know, absolute annihilation of an entire country she's all about just you know planning and 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 thinking about things more so than than very many other people that batman comes in contact with so that's what i think was possibly happening and i don't i choose not to go the route of batman being drugged i don't think batman would allow himself to be drugged i mean i could definitely see him giving in to temptation with talia because uh she's always She's always there. He always sees her, and they always kind of have. She always flirting with them all the time. So yeah, I prefer Batman not to be drugged. And like, I like their relationship. with Talia's always conflicted between her. I mean, between Batman and her father, and she kind of she's always leaning. She can't decide who she's going to be more loyal to. But most of the time, she leans to her Roz. Yeah, and I think that, and that's exactly it, right? Like that's the purpose of in, in many cases of these relationships is that they bring out different sides of of the characters. Um, Dustin, you mentioned, uh, you know, Dick Grayson. Um, it seems to me just from, from reading comics that, uh, lately he has been more deserving of the sort of playboy role than, than Bruce has, even though Bruce is typically referred to that, uh, referred to as that. Um, but that being said, I, I looked through some of, uh, Nightwing's recent relationships. I think was, was her name Sean? The one that was like a, a fake pregnancy, uh, she, she she also had a superhero identity. That was a while ago. Um, I think he had a, a little fling with Huntress as well. Um, and so he goes through all these these different relationships. And to me, uh, while I think they're often handled, like the relationship itself is handled in a nice sort of way, uh, it's like respectful at least. Uh, to me, it seems like a distraction from you know the pairing that you suggested or put forward, Dustin, is that you know him and Barbara being together. What do you think about that? I think that's exactly what's happening. I, and this this isn't this is true of you know other characters as well. You know, we talked about uh BJ mentioned uh Steph and, and Tim and you mentioned Bruce and Selena and and honestly when it comes to the other relationships that you know Dick or Bat or Bruce or Tim are involved in it does feel like a distraction from the one that you you know you just automatically assume they're bound to be with in the future. You know when it comes to uh, Dick and Barbara, the there's a lot of distractions, and like I said, you know, for for pretty much the la- the better part of a decade, there was a lot of pushback to keep Barbara and Dick away from each other as much as possible. Um, so much so that you know, if it wasn't for Dick leaving Gotham, not not just to Bloodhaven, but like there was that whole he he you know forever evil happened and then we had Grayson where he died and then he came back as a, uh, a spiral agent and then he had a kind of like you mentioned a fling with Huntress it was always like trying to keep them away from each other so they wouldn't even have to interact with each other it wasn't until Batman and Robin Eternal where I think they kind of addressed their history and that was mostly because Tynan who's all about the history of the Bat family was leading up that series and 
it was like he it was it was far enough after New Fifty Two where they could start addressing things that happened before the New Fifty Two without causing so, so much uproar because everything when the New Fifty Two happened was let's try to have a fresh start for the most part that didn't happen across everything but that was what their intention was and I think that despite the fact that. Most people, most mainstream people who know Dick and Barbara, either from the 60s series or whether it be Batman and Robin uh, with Alicia Silverstone and Chris O'Donnell, or whether it be the animated series or a different animated series or any of the other things that have focused on uh, Dick and Barbara, a lot of people in the mainstream would assume that those two characters are together. I, I sincerely hope because there is going to be a Batgirl film that in some way, shape, or form, there is mention of Dick Grayson. I can't guarantee that Dick Grayson is going to be the one that she ends up with in the film because the, it would be kind of messed up for a Batgirl film to backdoor introduce a Robin and then somehow make that Robin a focal point of, of the character. But I hope that there's at least a mention of Dick Grayson. I mean, this is what you expect to see when it comes to Batgirl and Robin. It's not anything against Batgirl and it's not anything against Robin or Dick Grayson, whether he's Nightwing or Robin. It's, it's, those are the characters that a lot of people know from mainstream. So it's weird when you have those characters focusing on other relationships, other characters. Uh, pairing them with other people that you're—it just feels like it's passing time. You know, if if I was a writer and I was told, no, you can't pair Dick and Barbara, but you can pair them with whoever else you want, I would say I'd rather not pair them with anybody. I'd rather them just be upset about or have some reason why they don't want to be in a relationship rather than be in a relationship with not the one that I believe they should be with. I'm on uh, about Dick and Babs. Um, <clears throat> I have a comic. Uh, from like uh, it's like a Nightwing Secret Files um, issue and there's a short story in it where Barbara's like asking about like all the women like in his life and like who's the first one that like ever made his heart like skip a beat and like she's going through the list Starfire, Donna Troy Huntress and he says no and then she's like then like he got get at the end and she's like back no she goes back girl and she's like she's like the new back girl made my heart skip a beat and he's like no not the new one and meaning like it was Bob, it was Babs at the end. So it's always been like a sweet little issue moment between um, Dick and Barbara. I don't know if you guys have ever read that. I have. I have not read that, but it sounds very interesting. I should probably check it out. Um, but uh, as you know, you were talking about uh, Dustin about uh, introducing uh, Robin or Nightwing into that to the new Batgirl movie. Isn't that kind of what they're doing? Uh, I I think they they released a, an image of uh, like a mural graffiti mural from uh, from that sort of universe and then there is a robin there so i think maybe they are sort of hinting at that we'll have to see how that that actually goes but perhaps they are going to uh introduce robin that way um about regarding starfire um i've always that you know you, you brought up starfire and it reminded me of another really weird thing from the new 52 which was that uh, Starfire apparently forgot Dick Grayson, despite the fact that they were just recently together. And then, but Jason remembered, and knowing that that was someone that his brother had a meaningful relationship with, was just cool with uh, himself, help like helping himself to uh, to a relationship with her. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, again, I'm not saying she can't um, do what she wants. How, but it is weird from Jason's perspective, I, I think. Um, 
that that he would do that, even though uh, you know Dick had such a meaningful relationship with her, even though it wasn't uh, Barbara. I mean, let's just say it how it is. Jason likes sloppy seconds, I guess. Guy can't get a girl on his own. Yeah, he just takes the people that Dick uh, doesn't want to deal with. I guess I don't know. All right, so with that, that is going to wrap up our discussions of uh, relationships within the Batman universe. Um, while you're listening to this episode. Uh, Stella over at the Backworld Oracle, which is one of our sister podcasts on the website, um, she has released her Shipper Spotlight uh, for the year. She does this every time in February, um, and you can go back and listen to some of her other ones. So if you want to hear more about relationships and the Batman universe, that is a good place to start. Uh, she's done a number of articles on the website, too, about a variety of different Shipper pairings and things like that. Um, but if this is something that you're super interested in, definitely take a look at the latest episode of Backle to Oracle, which uh, is out now. Outside of that, if you are interested in following along with all the other news and a ton of original content and other podcasts that we have to offer uh, regarding movies, TV, merchandise, video, go- video games, comics, and everything else related to the Bat fandom, be sure to check out our website, thebatmeanverse.net, for all that content. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Discord. All of our social links can be found at the top of the page over at thebatmeanverse.net. If you like us to, ha- if you like to have, if you have a suggestion for a future episode, a comment you'd like to share about uh, one of the topics we discussed on this episode or, f- or past episodes, you can leave comments on the episode, or you can send us an email at tbu at thebatmeanverse.net. Uh, In addition to that, if you are interested in supporting us, please take a look at our website. Uh, There's a spot towards the bottom of the page that says Support TBU. By clicking that, that'll give you a variety of different options of supporting us, including Patreon. If you do support us on Patreon, you do get early access to episodes of the podcast as as well as uncut versions of them um, uh, days before they actually release publicly edited. So there is that perk, uh, but we also have a variety of other ways you can support us as well outside of Patreon. Be sure to check out the website for details on that. Um, Outside of that, there's a lot of news regarding the Batman constantly happening. Right now, there's there's uh, I'm running articles once a week now, kind of doing updates on all the big things that get announced. There's been a bunch of new posters that's been released. There's uh, the Riddler theme that was released this past week. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's going to probably a lot be a lot of clips coming here very soon. And actually, while you're listening to this, tickets have gone on sale. They're going on, on sale on February 10th for at least North America. I'm sure they're going on internationally as well for the same areas that the movie's coming out. But tickets are going on sale on February 10th. So if you're listening to this on or before February 10th, tickets are currently on sale. So get your tickets. Uh, you can also support TBU in the process by using our affiliate links for Fandango, um, as well as, uh, I can't remember the other one we've got, but we'll have them posted on the website. I'll have an article posted on the website the day the tickets go on sale as well. But clips are bound to start happening. We're, we're going to probably start seeing some of the actors and maybe even Matt Reeves be on the promotional circuit for um, late night shows or daytime shows and things like that promoting the film because this film is going to be getting a lot of publicity leading up to its release to really hype it up because 
Uh, Spider-Man did really well in December, made a boatload of money, and it was really the movie that made a boatload of money since the the pandemic uh, started. So this is another, this is a big deal for Warner Brothers, and they need this film to do really, really well. And I expect it to do well, to do well, but they're going to put a lot of money into marketing and the publicity behind it. So be on the lookout for that. Also be aware of that because there's probably going to be clips that are going to showcase things that we have yet to see in some of the uh, trailers and things like that. So with all that being said. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the TBU podcast. For BJ Otto and myself, we will see you guys next time.